What is up? What is up? Are you all tonight? What is up? What is up? Hey, April, happy to have you. It is a pleasure to be here in the presence of such greatness as my co-host, Mr. C.T. Miller. What do we have on the platform for tonight? Did you check out uh, our president, Donald Trump? He said, don't y'all forget now that he's responsible for this vaccine. I don't listen to him. I uh, thought you was going to ask me if I heard my president, Barack Obama, tonight on BET because they did <laughs> a one-hour special with him. I, I went from 44 to 46. I didn't have a 45th. Already. Already. And you know, yeah, I, no, you was going to ask me if I heard number 44. Yes. Mm, yes, I did. I missed that one. I just heard this mm. other one I was dropping my son off. You know, they just made a big deal out of making sure he was responsible for pushing this vaccine thing through. Kindergarten behaviors, you know, something like, nah, I did it. I did it. <laughs> that's the only thing that's, that's just, that's beyond me. <laughs> for a grown man to be so petty. Yeah. My idea is so much better than theirs. My idea is the greatest idea in the world. I said, where yeah. did they find this guy? Well, I tell you, he, he is He's confident. <laughs> I mm -hmm. will give him that. He's confident. All I'm giving, he's confident. Very much so. I was talking to my son the other day. Actually, my wife was talking to him and a few of his friends. You know, my around that age, a lot of them experiment with marijuana. A lot of them mm. smoking, you know, having having a ball. And I, mm. I could certainly, I'm probably not, I won't say hard on him. I don't, I try not to come down hard. Well, he grown now, he, you know, so I ain't going to just have my foot on his neck about nothing, but. So this is the one that's 20, what? He's 20, what year is this? This is 2020. 2020. So he's 23. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's 23. But it seems so widespread. It seems like everybody's smoking reefer now. You know what? I will say this. Over the last couple of months, I have really been shocked to see and to find out that some people that some of the people that are smoking weed now, I, I'm like, wow, really? They smoke? You know how you be when you be you go in the whisper mode while you're on the phone with your friends. You be like, for real? They right. smoke weed? Right. And so I'm just like, wow. To be honest with you, this day and time, I think I would be a little bit, I don't know, I would be a little bit leery of it. Man, they mm -hmm. got some stuff now. Yeah. Oh, man. Get that fire. Yeah. 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 You know, they didn't have that one when we was coming up. What we thought was potent when nothing is I've heard compared to what these folks be smoking now. So I would about be scared to smoke some weed this day and time. It'll probably knock me on my back. Yeah, yeah, I'm probably with you on that one. Um, I I saw they did this little documentary and corrupt from the dog pound. He had a heavy hand in developing a strand of marijuana in California, and he called it's called corrupts moon rocks. So you get you you got to smoke it on off a pipe. Oh wow. You know, it's it's like rocked up. It, the way they way they have compacted it and made sure that they had the proper balances of different chemicals to create 
the potency that they were trying to achieve, but it looked neon. It looked like it's glowing. So they call it corrupts moon rocks. And like I said, you got you don't you don't crumble it up, put it in no grinder or nothing. You got to smoke it on a pipe. And the funny thing about it, I'm watching this documentary, and guess who pop up on the screen? Who? Snoop Doggy Dog. Stepping <laughs> through the fog and creeping through the smog. But you know what he had to say about it? What? Man, I ain't smoking that stuff. <laughs> Are you serious? Now, it got to be really something wrong with some reefer if Snoop Dogg say he ain't smoking well, now, when you said that, I'm like, Snoop, when you start putting it on a pipe, that that, yeah. that give me too many crackhead vibes. I, I <laughs> do. Man, you done throw me all the way off. You got the, you can't roll it? Yeah. No, anything. No, you, if, if if I can't roll it, I'm not, uh, I'm like Snoop. I'm not going to smoke it off no pipe. You know? right. they, they, when they put it in them bones and stuff like that, you get somebody hitting it off pipes and stuff. And, and, you can miss me with that one. Yeah. Nice. yeah. No. It's yeah. something else in there. It's something else to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was reading an article and they had done a study and another interesting find was there are more expecting mothers smoking marijuana. At one time, that was like a no, no. If you was pregnant, you ain't smoke, you ain't drank nothing because you know you was considering the health of your child. When it still is a no no, when is it okay to well, do anything like that when you're when you're expecting that? I mean, is there some yeah. kind of medical marijuana that helps the mental development of your unborn child? Child, according to drugabuse.gov, marijuana yeah. drug facts. They have done a study and they have found that there are more young expecting mothers that willingly admit that they have continued their marijuana usage throughout the course of their pregnancy. Okay. That doesn't make it right, though. The, the, just because they no, 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 smoke. No. I mean, are you, they're not looking, they're not worried about the long-term effects. Or do, you know what? I don't know if people actually really take into consideration that because you smoking this weed, you something's going to be wrong with that baby. Yeah, I guess it's hard for us to say that, but you bring out a good point, though. And that's the thing that we really wanted to kind of look at tonight. We see the carelessness in, a, in some expecting mothers. You know, they, they put their feeling, what they want to feel above what's safe what's responsible we watched the news today mm -hmm. and a young man i wish i was paying closer attention because by the time i saw it he was already running so he had gotten out the car i think he's about 21 22 and the cops had confronted him so at first he was talking to him but he was kind of walking around in front of the car and the cop said something like don't you run and he broke and ran because he's right in front of his house but they ran and they caught him on his porch and they was just pushing him down and mushing him, putting their knees into him and kicking him and stuff like that. The regular abuse we seeing more frequently that's happening to us. Mm -hmm. Always Israel, getting a cop knee on their neck, getting kicked, always happening to us. Now, this is right on the front porch of his home. And he's screaming, oh, my God, it was so hurtful to look at. 
He's screaming, Dad, Dad, Dad. He, and so his dad finally opened the door, and the dad started talking to the cop. Them cops told him, you need to stay out of it unless you want to be next. After all that, though, young man still got a charge. He got a couple of charges, but one of them was possession of marijuana. So the whole reason for the running was having his marijuana on him, not justifying for anybody calling in or leave some messages or something, not justifying these crooked cops' behavior or whatever. But once again, are we putting this marijuana and our desire to feel what we feel when we smoke this stuff above what is safe? And with all of our young people doing it, okay, let me go back to the article. Marijuana overactivates part of the brain, overactivates a part of the brain that contains the highest numbers of brain cell receptors. This causes the high that people feel. And these effects include altered senses, like seeing brighter colors, altered sense of time, Changes in mood. And I noticed that because some of, man, some of the people close to me, because what the studies show is that, like you referred to when we were smoking or when we were younger, well, I didn't mean to put us out there, but so be it. Well, I was, was going we to speak on it. Now go ahead. Yeah. Well, the, the, well, the highest TAC concentration that you were going to find in marijuana in the 70s and the 80s was going to be 35%. Now, the strands of marijuana on the street have between 65 and 99% TAC concentrate, which is the active ingredient, active chemical in marijuana that causes that high. Wow. So that's the mood. So when you don't have it, it does have those withdrawal effects and it'll cause you to be like angry or grumpy, irritable, stuff like that. You have difficulty thinking and solving problems, impaired memory, hallucinations, delusions, psychosis. And those are some things that, you know, it was interesting when I was reading that article because, like I said, it's widespread and a lot of us smoking reefer now. But are we putting the desire to get high above what is safe? Of course. We're not, ain't nobody thinking about uh, safety when they smoking and driving or smoking while pregnant and stuff like that of course you're putting it above it but you're not you're not really even taking that into consideration to be honest with you you're not even thinking about it it's just something that you do it's something you've become accustomed to it's a daily part of life for a lot of people they just like to do it so they do it and that's just what they do when we were smoking we didn't who we didn't stop to say hey 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 don't do that. You know, that just might not be safe. You might have some long-term effects. We didn't care. We were just smoking. It's more potent now than it was when we were doing it. We may not have done it as often, um, but a lot of people that we hung out with back in the day, you know, some of them smoked every single day. Mm-hmm. A lot of them still smoke every single day. Um, I wasn't an every single day type smoker person, but... um. When when we got lit, huh? Yeah, I probably was. Were you? You were every day? 
I didn't do it every yeah, day. Did you work? I was. I can I can do it and, and go to work all the time. I, so I didn't do it every day. I, I wasn't an everyday smoker. I smoke. You know, if we if I linked up with you and you were smoking, I was smoking, and I never was one. Never during the couple of years that I smoked did I ever invest any money into it. I never spent any money. I was just the one that showed up and hey, you smoking? I'm smoking. I never bought any. Right, right. In the crowd, I was good. They were right. cool with. They didn't care because they. I mean, I'm just gonna smoke when I'm around you. They didn't. They didn't care. They didn't. They didn't care. Though so it was what it was. Um, I, I, I right. did. I used to have a, a, a personal supplier. I don't even think he knew he was supplying me. Um, I used to dip in his stash. Out. He didn't even know it. I used to dip in his stash all the time, and that's how me and one of my homegirls. That's how we used to to kick it. I'd be like, "Hey, I hit his stash up," and she'd be like, "You on your way? I'm on the way," and that's what we did. But it wasn't. It wasn't an everyday thing. Maybe a couple. It was definitely a couple. A couple of times a week, but we did not care. And just like people who smoke now, they're not taking. Certain things into consideration. They not. They ain't caring nothing about it. Now, I, I, I never did it, and I would not have done it while I was pregnant. But during time when I was smoking, I, I never was pregnant and did it. And I think I would have been considerate of that because it wasn't like I just got a habit. Like I was just a real addict for the weed. Yeah, and once again, uh, you know, that's that probably is going to go back to the study because with when you got numbers like that. It ain't like, you know, like you say, you could just take it or leave mm-hmm. it. Man, once you start smoking and getting used to smoking mm-hmm. with the potency of the marijuana that's available on the streets mm-hmm. now, you might not be able to take it or leave it. That's true. You might not be able to take it. And here's the thing. Here's the only thing. And I'm not, like I said, I got to keep saying this because I love all of our people. But we're suffering some as a people. We're 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 suffering a condition as a people. It's like a two-barrel shotgun, mm-hmm. right? So because of the suffering, you want to feel some relief from the stress. You want to, you know, you got the stress with the relationships, you got the stress with the kids, you got the stress with not having the money you like to have, you got the stress with trying to trying to find your way in the Lord and develop a relationship with him. You got the stress with trying to figure your own self out and men uh, hurt places. from. You want to escape all of that, so how do you do it? You get you a beer and you roll one up. Or, you you know, you pour up a drink and you roll. This is how, you know, a lot of brothers, I, this is where we came from. This is our, This was our way of escaping. So you get you a beer. Then, we, you know, old English was like $2.50 a six-pack. So I can so relate. <laughs> I tell him my age. <laughs> Two dollars and fifty cents a six pack. Oh, wow. English. And so I can so relate to the attempts that we might put that we might we might, you know, look for these ways to escape what we feel. And I just don't want to feel this. I don't want to think about this. I, we got to see our own people getting killed, getting beat down, 
Well, now some news, some know. people are doing it strictly for the recreation of it. It's not because oh, I'm so stressed out. I get because okay, if you stressing about certain situations, say you stressing about being unemployed. Okay, so you already ain't got no money. So how you gonna add a habit to being unemployed? You just that's the you thing. Just recreationally smoking. Well, that's the thing. That's what I'm getting at. I just wanted to put like like you like to put the disclaimers out there. <laughs> I want I want the listeners to you know I understand I understand what it must feel like to want to roll one up, but the whole thing about it, case in point, you say you stressing because you're unemployed, so you get you start getting well. How are you gonna get employed if you you full of reefer? How are you gonna get him? What are you gonna do? So it's like you it's like we digging a hole for ourselves. You know we we freaking out. When the lights come on behind us, the cop lights come on behind us because we high. Our kids ain't focusing in school because they getting high. The the, the uh, children seeing a different type of example in the parent because we high. It's a matter of really like taking into account where we really are and our responsibility and who we are as a people, because if we was forcing everybody, go out there and vote, go out there and vote, then we got to look at some of the things that might be affecting us as a people. And considering why are our kids' grades falling? Because they all getting high. All of them getting high. Why are our women working? And women ain't a lot of a lot of women having to hold it all the way down and they taking care of some jokers just sitting at home getting high that's certainly not the only problem that we deal with that's not one of the only issues that we have to face as a people but that's something that we really have to take a look at how it's affecting us how it's affecting us as a society and what good could actually come from it if we continue to go down this road that we're going down. It's one of those things. It will never stop. They're going to just keep doing it. No matter how much you plead with some people or try to get them to see the error of what they're doing. So a lot of people, it's just good, clean fun. It's recreational. They don't see it as hurting anybody. Nothing has ever transpired in a negative way while they were high. They feel like they're, even though they're high, they're, they've been doing it long enough to where they can be in control of their circumstances and whatever situation is around them. So they don't worry about it. They just do it. You know, they don't, they feel like I got this under control. Um, I can handle it. So it is what it is. I like to smoke. I smoke all day, every day. And that's just what I do. They don't worry about it. They don't worry about the long-term effects. They don't worry about the short-term effects. They don't worry about uh, doing it around their kids and none of that. They just do it because that's just what they like to do. That's what they become accustomed to. So that's just what they do. One of my favorite lines from Tupac was, I live a life of a hustler high till I die. But um, I think it's important that we are able to have healthy conversations about it because except we come to terms with where we really are as a people we could we could march all day but people got to respect the people that's marching you got to show up we got we got we in trouble yo 
we we we're we're seriously we're in serious trouble. And I don't think I don't think we're taking a I don't think we're taking a close enough look at certain things. And I this ain't this ain't like it ain't just the marijuana. But it is taking into consideration how marijuana affects our ability to communicate when it comes to uh, exchanges, when it comes to like dialogue with politicians or forums or different things. You got you to gotta look for one. You mean to tell me that you only got one or two people that you can go get in the whole community? That everybody feel good about. Then you go and pick, you know, you pick somebody else. Say, man, don't send them up there. No, <laughs> I hope they don't put them on camera. I know you've been watching. I know you done saw the news, and you be like, <laughs> why they find this? <laughs> <laughs> Was you make an interview? What are you doing there? <laughs> yeah. And I, I just imagine people was probably saying that about the lady who was Lord Jesus. This a fire. Yeah, and she's somewhere probably filthy rich now. <laughs> yeah, but Lord Jesus, this a fire. She probably could smoke all kind of weed right now. She got so much money. My goodness. Well, yeah. what you got to take into consideration, too, the people that smoke most of the time, you're going to socialize with people who smoke. Um, there's never been a more true statement than birds of a feather flock together. True. Most of the time, you're not going to hang around with a bunch of smokers if you don't smoke most of the time. Now, every now and then, you, you know, you do find people who that's just their friend and they like to be around them. But a lot of really big smokers, everybody that they hang with smoke. Big drinkers, uh, same thing. Everybody that they hang around, they drink. So, you know, you ain't really worried about who represents who in a group if that's your if that's your peers. Because y'all all do the same thing, so you don't see nothing wrong with what none of y'all are doing. And like I said, as long as they feel like I can still function. I'm in control. I got this. Then they just going to keep doing it. Not worried about the circumstances. Not, hey, I drive high every day. As a matter of fact, I function better when I'm high. And mm, yeah, I've, heard that. I've heard that. Yeah, because you've been doing it for so long, you don't know how to not function without it. To wake up to yeah. a normal day and not be high, they probably just about lose their mind because you, you kind of checked out on the simple world, if you want to call it that, you done, you done checked out from that. Only thing you know is a life where you just got to get high every day, you got to drink every day, whatever the situation may be, that's all you know is every day when you get up, probably before you eat breakfast, you rolling up. And that's all they know. They've become accustomed right. to that. Their body have become accustomed to it, and they're not trying to change that habit. A lot of them started young and they will literally do it until the day that they die unless something really, really traumatic happens 
and they feel the need to have to give it up then. But as long as they can continue to function with it every day and do like they do, they don't see any point in giving it up. They see no point in stopping. All their friends doing it. We happy. We having a good time. We ain't hurting nobody. So just leave us alone and let us do what we do. And I'm quite sure when we was doing it, we were the same way. Couldn't nobody have told us, hey, you need to stop smoking weed. That's just not the best thing to do. Okay. And we still would have did it. As soon as we linked up, we were still going to do it. We did it, and we maintained jobs. We did it, and, you know, we were functional with it. So it didn't we right. feel like, hey, it didn't hurt me. Then it wouldn't hurt nobody. We didn't take nothing into consideration at that time. It was just just a phase of our life. It wasn't anything that I don't think, well, speaking for myself, it was nothing that I seen. It was nothing that I had to have every single day because when I stopped smoking, I just stopped. I had gotten a good job and they drug, I had started working at the casino and they did at that time when they first opened up, they were doing, they did random drug tests like all the time. And back then in the nineties, Working out there, you made decent money for that time. So I'm like, man, I'm not to mess this job up. I got me a decent job. So when I stopped, I stopped, and I just never did pick it back up. Right, right. I wish I had that much sense. You know, marijuana cost me my mil- my military career. Did I was smoking in there selling reefer. Yeah, yeah. So I hit that four year mark, and they was like, Nah, you gotta, you gotta go, buddy. Wow. Yeah, was, you know, some of your some of your behaviors. I I had I guess I had too much shady oaks in me. <laughs> you know, I just I had a lot of it, you know. And then not only that, but I was in Texas. I'm in Texas, right? So it was just things were just too convenient. And I, I I didn't know where to draw the line at. So yeah, mar- marijuana caused me some jail time at one at a couple a couple of times actually. What? Uh, my wife went to Bosnia. Yeah, my wife went to Bosnia. And, um, her mom had my son. My son that my wife talking about right now. Her mom had him, and. When she pulled up, well, she didn't pull up. She was up here. She was going to come up and spend the weekend and bring him back. And I kind of, I had been like wide open because my wife was gone and her mom had my son. So my apartment was wide open. I could like open it all the way up. So I'm, I'm, I'm smoking weed. I'm selling weed. I'm partying. Everything's going, living footloose and fancy free. Right. So I had to kind of keep things going, but be discreet because her mom was there. So I ran somewhere to do some things. And when I pulled up, the police pulled up behind me. And I remember, uh, you know, they were shaking me down and everything. And by the time my mother-in-law, my sister, my wife's sister looked out the window and she said, Mom, I think they got Carlos out there at that police car. And when they came to the door, my son was like, my son was asking, I heard him asking. He was like two or three years old. Where are they taking my daddy? You know, and he had something to get rolled off like that. Yeah. No. So marijuana, it 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 cost it cost us things, and I was I was careless, but at the same time, all of it was careless, and so the whole thing 
when we take a look at it by being like now looking at the numbers you know that reefer was 30 35 percent tac so now you're dealing with 65 to 99 percent tac concentrate marijuana this ain't something that people gonna just leave alone why because then i could sell a bag of weed for ten dollars and sell maybe it'd be five grams right mm -hmm. so now they you might go somewhere and pay fifteen dollars for a gram and it's still selling like hotcakes the drugabuse.gov site say marijuana is the most commonly used psychotropic drug in the United States after alcohol. Its use is widespread among young people. In 2018, more than 11.8 million young adults used marijuana in that past year. Now, according to the Monitoring the Future survey, rates of this past year, marijuana use among middle and high school students have remained steady. But the number of teens in the 8th and 10th grade who say they use it daily has increased. Wow. The number of teens in the 8th? Mm -hmm. The 8th grade? Yep. And with growing popularity of vaping devices, teens have started vaping THC with nearly 4% of 12th graders saying they vape THC daily. In addition to the number of young people who believe regular marijuana use is risky. And in addition, the number of young people who believe regular marijuana use is risky is decreasing. Mm -hmm. So a lot of young people, you know, use it and it's like, it's like no big deal. It ain't, it ain't gonna hurt you. Right, that's what I'm saying. When we were doing it, that's what it was like. It's like we weren't thinking about the consequences of it. Only thing we knew it it was something fun to do. It altered your state of mind. I, you know, some people didn't need to make them no loose, or some people, you know, it made you laugh a lot. Some people it made you eat more. So you know, it has different effects. It affects everybody differently. Because the I remember the first time I did it. Oh my god! And I was. I was in my, what was I, 20, 20, 21, maybe? Ah, come on now. Now, see, y'all was doing the most when y'all was in school. I was not. Eunice would be telling me about some things, and I'd be like, who did what? And she'd be like, now, April, you knew something. I'm like, bag this thing up, because first of all, first of all, yeah. you know my senior year, I was hardly at school. I, I, I hit and miss so much, I was just so ready to get out of there, I'm just like, ah. So I did a lot of hitting them in. I remember um, um, Coach Wood wanted to have a conference with my mama because I had missed a lot of school and she sent my sister that she sent Rachel. Anywho. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, so this means what? So y'all know, I, I was just like barely there. But I didn't, I didn't experience um, weed. I, I was, I was like 20, 21. Maybe twenty two. I don't know if I was quite twenty two yet. I I was I was in my twenties. The first time I smoked weed, never smoked cigarettes. Never been a cigarette smoker. But the first time I smoked weed, I was in my early twenties, and it freaked me out. And it was so funny <laughs> afterwards. And um, we would sit back and laugh about it because I'm like, "Don't y'all go to sleep." 
stay up and watch me because I feel like I'm going to stop breathing. And I'm like, the person I was smoking with, he was like, what? I'm like, I can't breathe. Something is going on. I can't breathe. Don't go to sleep. Stay up and watch me. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah. And it was like instantly turn over, finna go to sleep. And I'm like, no, you have to watch me. And I can just remember, I can remember that like it was yesterday, just a feeling of paranoia. I was just crazy for a couple of hours. I mean, I'm just really like, I was scared to go to sleep. Seemed like I couldn't catch my breath. It was just all kind of thing. And then once I got over there the initial first time, I'm like, oh yeah, honey, I, I was the, the blunt rolling queen. I could be walking the streets and, and rolling them up nice and tight and neat. But when I, I stopped, it was it. And as far as, like we said, talking about the consequences and how it's affecting our community and us and our behavior and stuff, we didn't put any thought into it. Uh, no one does. My kids smoke. Right. I've tried and tried and tried. I talked to them. They can't say that they have not been talked to about everything from A to Z. I, I even go back to the old school. You know that's the gateway drug? He was looking at me the first time I told yeah. him that, like, gateway to what? The other stuff. If you're smoking weed now, you'll be smoking crack tomorrow. And they're like, Mom, oh my God, you so extra. You just do it too much. You, that is what it's going to lead you to. Somebody's going to lace that weed with some spice, and you're going to be running around here crazy, or you're going to be laid up in the hospital. And, and it's been. Done. Yeah. And they just be like, Oh my God, you, you do the most. I'm like, No. And I'm telling you now. If you get a hold of some bad weed, I'm not taking my work to come sit down the way you got all these tubes shoved down your throat and you don't even know that you're in the world because I told you before you did it. So now I'm not missing work. Yeah. And they're like, okay, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it, it ain't no talking to them. I just pray for them and I go on. I just hope that one day that, you know, they will stop. And, and I did it. That which then ain't no excuse for them doing it. And they do. They start earlier and earlier. They because both of my boys was in high school when they started. Mm-hmm. They were devastating. Yeah. When I found out, I was really devastated. I talked to them. You try to ground them. You whoop them. You do everything. But it's it's. I digress. It's to no avail. They still did it. Still do. Yeah, and it's gonna be such a degree of peer pressure now because. Everybody's gonna be doing it, you know. I, I, it was difficult the other night. I was having a conversation with my youngest son and my two nephews, and I have to kind of ease into those conversations because I don't want them to clam up. <laughs> I want to like still, you know, because you don't want to feel, you don't want them to feel like they have to lie mm. to you. So you have to approach it in a way that will bring out the truth. And help make them comfortable telling you the truth. But I don't know if I was ready to hear the truth about everything they was telling me. And uh, <laughs> some of them, you know, they got they got marijuana around them. They, you know, they tried. They tried it and they, they got it around them. And from all the giggles, they might be all the way the way they was giggling back and forth. They may be all the way. But that's the purpose. That's that's why we on here. You know, we have fun. We laugh. We enjoy kicking it and doing the podcast and everything. But if 
we know that some is just like our conversation the other night when we was talking about, I was telling you about, you know, some things we, we're going to, we're going to look in the Bible and we're going to look at some mm-hmm. things because if, if I know something and it's going to cost you because you don't know it, if I don't tell you, then I'm going to be held responsible for that. I'm going to be held accountable for that because I had the information that could add value to your life and possibly prevent you from experiencing some of the greatest degrees of destruction possible. And I didn't give it to you. I can't do you like that. And just like this show, we can't do them like that. So even though somebody might laugh, cut the show off, fire up and say them this is crazy (laughs) we still gonna share it because we love oh yeah you know we still gonna tell them that's like you tell your kids you gonna be up there later with them tubes i ain't coming up there they up there in them tubes who gonna be right there rubbing i ain't gonna now whatever yeah you gonna be be right up yeah yeah, you're going to be right there rubbing it. I'm going to represent oh, baby. Like I told him with the, I said, and then this COVID doesn't come out and y'all doing all this smoking. You know if you catch it, you're going to die because your lungs ain't going to be worth crap. So I ain't even going to me coming That's to, another, yeah, ain't no need me coming to the hospital. You yeah. mess around and, and get COVID and you get on that machine. Ain't no need me missing work for that one. I'm coming down there. I forgot I told you to quit smoking. Like, <laughs> you ain't tell them kids that you, man you want to answer <laughs> with the queen yes i did too i done told them both yes yes i have i have told them <laughs> ain't no need to say ain't no need you no, to come down there and be sitting up crying looking ugly for and i told you to quit smoking and you catch the wrong one you down there your lungs ain't no good and they got to put you on that machine I can't get in no way. I can't do nothing but somebody hold up a phone so I can try to face them. No, because we don't know. You need to stop. Yeah. You, I tell both of them, yeah, if you mess around and get corona, you're not going to be so lucky as other people because you smoke all the time. Stop it. Just please stop it. Mm-mm. They still smoke. They yeah. smoke cigarettes. Um, um, one of them got a, got a, I think he got a hooker in his house. He always smoking on that. They vape everything that you Anything smoke can come out of they smoking. Yeah. Right. So if you ain't caring nothing about it, I don't talk to them and talk to them. I just continue to pray for them. But between now and then, if something go wrong, oh well. And don't y'all get the right yeah. in talking to my she'll bad mama da 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 da. Cause guess what? I don't wanna hear. <laughs> <laughs> you don't wanna I, I don't wanna hear. <laughs> and that's what that is. We thank y'all for being with thank us you, tonight. Thank you, thank you. I am C. Miller. And I am his host, April C. And until next time, good people. Peace and blessings. You ain't say bye. Oh, man. I told him until next time. <laughs> That's all they get, huh? I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I, I you be trying to talk about me. Oh, my God. She's a horrible mother. <laughs>